<laughs> Christ. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Cinderella podcast, where we watch and review every Cinderella adaptation we can get our hands on, discussing the same story over and over until we slowly go insane. I'm Liv. And I'm Talon. And this is the one that did me in. Like, we have fulfilled the premise. I'm insane yeah. now. Yep. It's, we've, we've reached it, guys. It broke me. I'm a different person. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, today we watched Cinderella, made in 2016, and we're calling it the Zooming Cinderella for reasons that will be self-evident later yeah. on. Uh, this is an animated Cinderella. There are several animated Cinderella shorts made in 2016, so finding this one is a bit of a treat. This one is 12 minutes long. Every minute hurt. Every, we watched every... it twice for you. We did, because once was not enough. Which was weird because the pacing was very slow and there wasn't even a wolf in this one, but somehow... We were just so aghast at what was happening to our eyeballs that it was hard to take notes at the same time. It was extremely hard to take notes. It was also very, um, quite literally disorienting. I, I became dizzy, <laughs> motion sick on my bed, just sitting still. I was, I became queasy. So it's, it's animated not 3d it's just two-dimensional animation but the way that the pictures are centered it's like someone gave their toddler the camera for a home movie yes you can always absolutely. tell when someone's given their kid the camera and it just zooms in and out randomly and focuses on weird stuff and the stuff that you're supposed to be watching just comes in and out of frame frantically because children have no concept of how to hold something still it was that, but someone animated it. It would just zoom in and out as a character was speaking, and then it would pan side to side. Sometimes it would pan diagonally for no discernible reason at mm -hmm. just any moment. Yeah. Rather, at every moment. At all moments. Hence the zooming Cinderella. It never stayed still on a shot. I think this was the most reluctance we've ever had to start a Cinderella. Because you and I sat with the opening image which is just a pink computer. It's just an animated pink computer with a little face on it that says Giggle Mug. And we just looked at it for a long time. Just girding our loins. Yep, just stealing ourselves to hit that play button. So that's, that's how this starts, with a little pink computer that says Giggle Mug on it, and the two of us going, oh, yeah. do we have to? Yeah, okay, okay. Was this, was this Australian, or did I mishear their accents? Some of their accents sounded Australian. The prince sounds very Midwest, not quite Minnesota, but somewhere like that. The guy who produced it and narrated it is from India, so he does not have a heavy Indian accent, though. Okay. So it's just uh, weird. It's just weird. All the voices sound weird. Talon and I are doing better voice acting for you right now. Let's just, it's that. Okay. Our voice acting skills are better. Okay. The voice acting sounds like they recorded the phrases and some of the words separately and then they were pieced together in editing from different things that they had said we debated calling this the narrator is lying to you cinderella because oh my god the narrator just lies just deceit upon deception upon dishonesty lies oh i was i loved it <laughs> as if we weren't literally watching it happen <laughs> you could tell that there was a disconnect between the narration and what we saw. Yeah. 
we I think we could just as easily have called this the Gaslight Cinderella. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> we should start. We should start. Okay, because then we can stop. So we get the title card and it says Cinderella and then it goes ding. And the narration opens with once there was a pretty young girl named Cinderella and we see Cinderella <laughs> and she looks like a paper doll with long spindly arms mm -hmm. and just the weirdest face you can imagine. Her design is loosely based off the 50s Cinderella in the sense that she's wearing blue. Her hair is sort of in those 40s victory rolls. She has dark hair. But her head is so big compared to her body, which is so big compared to the teeny tininess of her arms, that it felt like I was watching James and the Giant Peach with just yeah. the massive head and this tiny, tiny bodies. And it, it moved like stop motion animation, like bad stop motion animation, but it was not. It was just regular animation. I could not call it regular animation. It doesn't matter. The point is, she was very uncomfortable to look at. And everyone's character will be designed this way, except for the prince. The prince has normal-sized arms, which make him look gargantuan. <laughs> also, every girl has the same face, mm -hmm. and those faces don't move. Nope. Uh, occasionally, the mouth will go open, but it's always in a smile. The eyes never change shape. Occasionally, the eyebrows will go from normal sort of rainbow shape eyebrows to lines that go sadly one way or angrily the other way. That's it. Those are the options. There's nothing else. The eyes are also half-lidded at all times. Yeah, so the characters all look stoned. It's great. <laughs> so then the narration goes that she lived with her father. Her father, you guys. Her yep. stepmother and her stepsisters, Drusilla and Anastasia. Mm -hmm. Which is also the names from the 50s Disney Cinderella. Yeah, these are not based on them in terms of design. Anastasia has longer sort of auburn hair and Drizella has black hair, but it's just pulled back into a tasteful chignon. And they are both lovely and wearing very normal clothes. And their voices are not scritchy, scratchy and awful like the other ones are. They, they've done a minimal amount to let us know that these are ugly stepsisters. They are mean to her, but that's that's about it. Yeah. The mother looks basically exactly like them, but her hair is up and she's almost always sitting. She's a little plumper, I think. Her face is a little roundier. Like her face shape, not the actual features. The features are identical, but her face shape is a little bit bigger. Okay. And then the father is only there for a second, so I don't know what he looks like. He, yeah, he's, he's shaped like a dude. He's there for two frames, literally. They thought they could pan over him and we wouldn't notice that the father was alive. But we, but noticed. we noticed. We noticed. Also, every scene that I describe, I'm not going to tell you every time it zooms in and out unless it was like egregious, but assume that it's zooming in and out every time. Yeah, but not in ways that make sense. Not to go with a dramatic word or because we are now looking at this character or because this character has started to talk. This character started to talk we zoomed in on them a little bit. We panned over to another character and zoomed in on them. We zoomed out. The main character is still speaking. We zoom hard cut into somebody else. It was like they were worried we would get bored with the animation and tried to disguise how bad the animation was by just moving the focus constantly. That, it did not work. That is the only explanation. And I agree with you 100%. Oh, so 
the stepmother is saying, where is that lazy girl? Where is my tea? Oh, I'm starting to get a headache. My immediate response was, me too. <laughs> and there is a repeated theme in this um, moving picture where the narrator will tell us something. And then a character will arrive and repeat what the narrator just said. Just in case we missed it. Yeah. So the narrator goes, but then Anastasia calls for Cinderella. And Anastasia comes out and she goes, Cinderella, (laughs) where's my dress? You were supposed to bring it up. And Cinderella says very sleepily, I was about to bring it up, sister. And Anastasia says, you dirty creature. Don't, how dare you touch my dress? Don't, you must be clean before you touch my things or something like that. Yeah. And the narrator tells us that she works very hard and she's tired and she goes upstairs to sleep on a bed of straw, but they show us the bed of straw. And (laughs) so the phrase to sleep on a bed of straw does not mean that you have a four poster bed that you put straw on. Right. Because that's just a bed. That's just a bed. You do have straw on it. I mean, technically it is still a bed of straw. But normally that means there's just a pile of straw in the corner that you sleep on. She's got a full-on four-poster bed. It is off the floor, but with straw on it. It's as if somebody removed all of the insides of the bed and just put straw there. But the bed frame is still there. Yes. The straw is piled on the ground. Yeah. It's, It's fantastic. So the narration tells us this was poor Cinderella's life. And it zooms in on Cinderella, and she just looks maybe mildly inconvenienced. Yes, her face is neutral. She has a neutral face. They couldn't do sad faces at all. Nope. So the narrator says, Cinderella was working in the kitchen or something to this effect, and she heard the stepsisters talking excitedly. And we zoom in so hard onto Cinderella. And it so quickly. Me, it's a jump scare. It's a, it's a jump scare of zooming in onto a Cinderella. By the way, they will repeatedly call her dirty throughout this. Again, no smudges of dirt on face or dress or hands. She is spotless. Yeah. A small thing with many things that this movie did wrong, but still. So the stepsisters are talking. The narration tells us excitedly, but they're still doing the regular stilted voices. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they have received an invitation to the ball, which was sent out to all the pretty ladies in the kingdom because the prince is hoping to find a bride among them. Mm-hmm. And they decide that they have to visit the dressmaker to make beautiful dresses for them. And they describe the dresses that they would like. I was really mad about this. Normally, when we get stepsisters, movies are kind enough to color code them for us. So in the scene, Anastasia is wearing blue and Rosella is wearing green. Normally, in a regular movie, they would just stay with those colors so we could keep track of them. Nope. They decide that Anastasia, who is wearing green, wants a pale blue gown. And Drizella, who's wearing blue, wants a pale green gown to wear with emeralds. And they will do that. They will will switch colors. And it made me very angry. It was very frustrating. Color code your stepsisters, guys. Just keep them in the same color so we can keep them straight. Please. It was very frustrating. So then we see a bunch of things for maybe like one frame at a time. But we're told that they visited uh, some dressmakers, some hairstylists, some jewelers, and some shoe shops. And every time they say something, we just get a flash of that thing Mm -hmm. very quickly. The dress shop shows us a bunch of dresses that are from the 40s or 50s. 
which is very much how Cinderella looks. She looks like she's from the 40s. Nothing else is set in a reasonable time. I cannot describe the dresses. They're very strange. They have sort of, it's sort of a corset, but it doesn't go in. Um, There's a little ledge where it goes out and then the skirt starts from under it. So it does nothing that a corset is supposed to do. So it's just like wearing a a large t-shirt with a skirt under it visually. It's just triangular. It just, the character's design all go tiny at the head, large skirt. There's no waist. It's just triangles. So there's a reason I'm not describing the dresses, guys, and instead it's a triangle. Yep. Yep. So now it's the day of the ball. And the stepsisters are getting ready and they're calling out for Cinderella to help them with their dresses. And we're told to help them with their makeup. We don't see makeup. In case you've forgotten, beloved listener, we are still zooming around in a truly rapid fashion. It's a frenzy. Yes, but not on the characters where things are happening, not on the character that needs something done or is doing something, just around. So you can see, like, somebody's dress and then somebody's hands and then somebody's face, and you don't really get the full picture for longer than a few frames. Nope, it's very disorienting, but not in a way that makes it feel... Normally we get a sense in that scene that Cinderella is sort of frantically running around trying to do all the things. This did not create a sense of frenzy. It was just somebody kept moving the camera real fast. She's standing still. All the characters are moving very slowly or sitting still, but the camera is running around. So just a bizarre feeling. But then the father appears again and Mm -hmm. he tells the sisters and the stepmother that the coach is going to be late. And then he goes with them. He goes with them to the ball and Cinderella stands there looking at the carriage drive off until it's out of sight. He went with them. Yep. His character design, we see him for more than a split second now. He sort of looks like a tall Maurice from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. He's wearing purple. I don't know what to tell you guys. So yeah, that was very upsetting. We were mad about that. Cinderella goes inside to stand sadly at the window and cry, Mama, why did you have to leave me? Why did you go? Why did you leave me alone? And then the narrator tells us that a queer old lady with soft white curls appears. She doesn't have soft white curls, everybody. She has hair that is pulled back and it's paisley. She has paisley designs in her hair. Yes. We're also told that she's wearing a dress with flounces. Nope, there's no flounces on this dress. This dress does not have any flounces. And she says she has a wand in her hand, at which point a wand just appears in her hand between one frame and the next. There's no, uh, it doesn't appear in a intentional, I did magic just in a, oh, yikes, I forgot there was supposed to be a wand there. I'll just add it now. No one will notice. And then the narrator tells us that the tip of which glowed blue. Nope, it's not glowing blue. It's glowing yellow. Because it's a yellow star. Because it's a yellow star. I've never been lied to to, by a narrator so much so fast. It really threw me off both times we watched it. I have a new theory. Yes. I think that they recorded the voice work and the narration first, and then they went to animate it, and their budget got cut in half, and they just did the best they could with no money and no time, and they just had to cut all of the corners. I would agree with that, except for... Does yellow cost more to animate than blue or less? Because that doesn't, there's no reason they couldn't have just colored it in white with blue sparkles. Colors can't be more expensive to animate one color than another color. I, I don't know a whole lot about animation, but that, that can't be a thing that's real. 
okay, you're right. Okay. I, I don't can, know what I, to do. <laughs> <laughs> so Cinderella says, who are you? And they go through this whole, I'm your godmother, whatever thing. Okay. Okay. The entire time, there are just tears being animated on Cinderella's face, <laughs> but she's just smiling. Yep. Uh, in that same blink way with her eyes half-lidded. Mm-hmm. And the tears appear somewhere in her cheeks mm-hmm. and then slide down and then don't go anywhere else. Yeah, they very quickly appear from her cheekbones and simultaneously two of them go down her face. The tears that we watched in the glass slipper, the, the weird Betty Boop-esque one where Mae West shows up and steals the prince at the end, Mm-hmm. Those tears were much more realistic. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So the fairy godmother says, oh, I can tell that you're crying because you couldn't go with your parents. She uses the word parents and stepsisters. I think we glossed past it earlier. But at one point when the stepmother is yelling for Cinderella, Cinderella responds to her with, yes, mother. Yeah. Yeah. Hate that. Don't like that. Don't like that. So the fairy godmother goes, now stop crying. You are going to the ball. And Cinderella says, but how, godmother? I have nothing to wear and no way of going. And the fairy godmother says, get me a large pumpkin. And Cinderella says, a pumpkin? What for? And then the fairy godmother says, you ask too many questions, child. Just do as you're told. Yeah. Which and is then what the- she has been doing her entire life, I think. I agree. I, I think that is bad advice from a fairy godmother. This does not get a seal of approval. I don't like this. We then get more lies from the narrator. Uh, we see a pumpkin be put down, and the narrator tells us that the fairy godmother touched it with her wand. Nope, she doesn't. She's 20 feet away from it, and a little ball of light comes out of the end of it and touches the pumpkin, which then turns into a miniature carriage. It's the same size as the pumpkin was. They didn't change the background or anything. Everything that was in the scene stayed the same size, and the carriage is objectively the same size as the pumpkin. Yeah, we will see it later, and it is a human size. You know, it's big enough. It's a proper size carriage, but in this instant, it's a mini carriage. It was kind of cute. It was kind of cute. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. So then the fairy godmother says that they will need six horses. And to go catch her six mice. You know how now, Cinderella's usually friends with the mice? And if she's caught them, she's caught them in sort of a have a heart trap. And they're in like a cage with a little door that only goes one way. You know how that's a thing that exists in every single other movie? It's not, not a thing in this movie. She catches them with a mouse trap that she traps for them. She puts cheese on it and she sets it and she puts it down. And the mice come to get the cheese and the thing snaps and catches them on the nose. And we watch this twice, three times, too many times. Once was too many. I think we literally watch it for every single mouse she catches. I don't think we do. I think I would have died. I think I would have just expired. It was, um, it was very fast, but they showed us very many mice. The mice are slightly different colors from each other. And they're weirdly like the colors of jelly beans. Yeah, it it was bizarre coloring for mice, and oh yeah, she turns them into six horses. No, she turns them into donkeys. They're just they're just shaped like donkeys. I, I don't have, believe that these are horses. 
in my notes, I have beautiful horses, question mark, because the narrator says that she turned them into six beautiful horses, and it shows us the horses and they're very silly looking. They're sock puppets. They're sock puppet horses. They're absurd. <sighs> okay. But the fairy godmother also needs a nice fat rat to turn into a coachman, which fortunately we do not watch Cinderella mutilate a rat. It's just already on the coach. It's just already there. Thank God. And then we are told that Cinderella also needs six footmen, which she will need six lizards for. So she gets six different colored lizards that are just all waiting there in a nice little formation, you know, staying still the way that lizards do. Very stationary. Sure. Sure. And they get turned into humans, but they get turned into humans with spears. They get turned into bodyguards. They have helmets they have, on. They have spears and helmets. And then the fairy godmother says, why do you look gloomy to Cinderella? And we look at Cinderella and her expression is the same expression that she has had the entire time. Not even a little bit gloomy. And Cinderella says, oh, fairy godmother, I can't go in my rags. And the fairy godmother says, oh, child, I haven't forgotten about that. And the narrator says, with one touch of her wand, nope, nope, the wand does not touch Cinderella. Again, we're multiple feet away. And then the narrator tells us that the fairy godmother transforms her into, quote, a beautiful princess, which I don't like because she doesn't, the whole point is that she's not supposed to change Cinderella. It's just changing her clothes. I don't, for whatever reason, that really upset me. I was probably already ready to be upset from the horrible mouse scene that just happened but I was mad about that to be fair her face doesn't change in any way true but the implication that the fairy godmother transformed her into a princess is uh, hopefully just a lost in translation thing but it didn't care for it we're also told that the fairy godmother has turned her clothes into a beautiful dress made of silver and gold it's not guys it's blue it's a blue dress we're looking at it uh, with fancy gems, again, nope. She has, she has a necklace with gems, but the dress itself is not girded with precious rocks. And a tiara. Again, no, not a tiara. She has it's a, a ribbon. It's a headband. It's not a tiara. Those, those are different things. It looks similar to the, to the 1950s one. Just is blue with a white. It looks like the 50s one, but really bad. The hair is exactly the same with the headband and the updo. And it's very noticeable. It's identical, yeah. And then the narration also says that on her small, slim and pretty feet were two pretty glass slippers. They really want us to know that she has tiny feet and that that's good. The shoes look like shiny blue bananas, by the way. They, they don't look like shoes. They look like sparkly bananas. And Cinderella responds to these changes with, Oh, Godmother, is this me? To which the fairy godmother replies, yes, it is you. You are beautiful to look at and a loving soul too. And we, we zoom. We're still zooming around like someone let the air out of a balloon. It's just, you guys aren't really getting the full experience. I feel like we, we're, doing, we're not doing this one justice, but it's not possible. So, I feel like the only way to do this is if you had like surround sound. And we talked in one ear, and then we talked in the other, and just switched constantly. I can do that for the after party. I can make that a thing. No. <laughs> I have control. You can't stop me. <sighs> okay. So the zooms are terrible here. They're just 
oh they're bad so the fairy godmother tells her midnight blah blah whatever the narrator says cinderella sat in the carriage and went to the ball because that's the thing that needs to be narrated to us just in case you weren't looking just in the case post- you would shut your eyes yeah in to against the nausea by the way the coach now has only two horses and no footmen at all just two horses and a coachman that's it so that whole thing went nowhere that didn't have to be there i personally choose to believe that the missing horses and the missing footmen are inside the carriage with cinderella i love it i'm on board i was gonna say just ran off together just they got on the horses and just went away but uh i like your answer better oh thank you god okay i gotta just i'm so sorry so she arrives at the ball then but the narrator this is his literal line i had to write this line down when she reached the ball had already started i didn't leave out a word that wasn't a weird edit guys the line is when she reached the ball had already started well you wouldn't want to be repetitive yep and say the ball twice that really threw me and the narrator tells us then that as she came in everyone stopped and looked at her no they don't we're watching them that's not what they do they were also already standing still no one was moving yes so cinderella just stands there feeling awkward until the prince shows up to guide her in and he takes her hand and my next note is chin in all caps <laughs> he's got a very strongly clefted lantern jaw he looks very meaty he looks like gaston but with he's, like shoulder length hair yeah he's got sort of shoulder length red hair and okay. arms that are super muscly and a chest that is super muscly through his blue dress uniform or whatever blue band uniform his head looks very much like lord barquads from shrek live just one silent in just awe and realization Yep. Yeah, that's thank God you didn't tell me that while we were watching I would have had to leave the room. Um That's exactly what he looks like. That is exactly what he looks like. His accent is so weird too. We we talked about this before. Everybody has sort of a vague Australian or light British accent or something. He talks like he's from Minnesota perhaps or Wisconsin. It was very it's, jarring. It's very bizarre. It does not fit in with anything else. So then he tells her, "I don't think I have ever seen anyone as beautiful as you. Would you please dance with me?" And the narration tells us that Cinderella let the prince guide her to the dance floor, which we don't see. We don't. Uh we do get the most fascinating dance scene <laughs> ever. So what's happening in universe is that the prince and Cinderella are on the floor in ballroom position. and he's aggressively moving his arms backwards and forwards not leading very well and they are taking one step in one direction and then one step back in a different direction just moving only one leg which would um, be fine which I would be, be fine. fine with that but the camera is zooming in and out and up and down and side to side and backwards and forwards and in circles in an effort to make this look like more is happening in universe At one point it zooms diagonally and just shows us several frames of a wall with like filigree on it. Yep. Literally anything other than what's happening. Yep. So the stepsisters are of course watching and they're not pleased. 
one of them, I cannot keep track because, again, they switched colors on me, says, who's that creature dancing with the prince? She's it's Drusilla. It's Drusilla? Okay. Who's that creature? She's sort of pretty. And then the other one, I guess Anastasia, says, no matter. The prince will soon leave her and make his way to us. Like an evil villain. It was great. I liked that moment. It was fine. And then the narrator tells us that the prince couldn't take his eyes off Cinderella and that Cinderella had never enjoyed anything so much in her life. They're literally not looking at each other. They show us their faces. They are not making eye contact. They are looking diagonally past one another into the middle distance. They are not making eye contact at all. Yeah. They also have just the same resting facial expressions. So they yeah. just look like mildly pleased. Just neutral. Just neutral face. Then the narrator tells us that Cinderella glanced at the clock. They didn't animate that. They just show us the back of Cinderella and then they show us the clock and it's 12. It's 11.55. Okay, whatever. It's got five minutes, just saying. And then the narrator tells us that she pulled away from the prince and ran away. She power walks away and the She's, prince is not touching her. She saunters. She ambles away. She strolls away. She is just tootling away. No speed. He could have caught up with her easily. I don't understand what happened. Yeah, two big steps and he's caught up with her. He's, he's a head taller than she is. Just... But of course that's not what happens. And she leaves the shoe... And it says that the prince turns to look, and he doesn't. He doesn't. Cinderella is nowhere in sight. So he's looking at where the carriage was, and the carriage is gone. They don't show us the carriage leaving. We don't know how Cinderella got home. At what point everything disintegrated. We just stay with the prince. I choose to believe that the reason that he can no longer see her is because they stopped animating her. And so <laughs> what happens in universe is she just poof, out of thin air because everyone stopped drawing her that's an and incredible that's, superpower and that's why he's so confused so he holds the shoe and he says this is the slipper of the lovely lady i have spent the evening with this has to be love for i can't think of life without her oh my love i will find you and will make you mine but like more stilted and more weird he says his lines almost like christopher walken just with weird pauses and emphasis so then we zoom in on a chicken, and then we zoom out from the chicken, and then we zoom in on the castle, and then we cut to a different scene. Yep, that's what no. happens. Yeah, I didn't miss anything. Listener, you didn't tune out for a second. That's just literally the next thing. My notes so, disintegrate a little bit after this. So inside, it's the ballroom again, but it's the next day, and the prince is wearing the same outfit. The narration tells us that he called his courtiers and told them, take the glass slipper to every corner of the kingdom and find the fair lady whose foot fits the slipper. And the three dudes are going to go. The prince is not coming. No, no. One of the guys looks like Stalin. They all have different facial hair. So one has like a beard, one has a goatee, and one has a mustache. They look like Lego people. Yeah. They're, they're that level of differentiated from one another. So we see a, a pan of the houses in this kingdom, and it looks like Minecraft. They look like Minecraft houses. There's literally apartment high-rises. I think it's supposed to be a castle, but they drew it so badly that it looks like apartment high-rises. It's really funny. And then we're told that the courtiers went to each and every home to search for the prince's sweetheart, 
until they reached Cinderella's house. So there's also no shoe montage. No, the narrator tells us that. And then the messengers tell the sisters that they've been sent to try the shoe on every house until they can find the lady who fits the shoe and he, that person will be the prince's bride. And then the sister calls to the other sister and says, sister, these men are here to try on shoes and whoever's foot fits, I died, guys. It just- It was incredible. If it was intentional, it was screamingly funny. It was not intentional though. I felt like I was having a stroke. Yeah. <sighs> so one sister goes, oh, I'm sure I'm gonna be the chosen one, but you may try it on if it makes you happy, sister. And the other sister says, always oh, full of yourself as usual. Here, boy, let me try on the slipper. They're all grown men, yep. but that's fine. And then the narrator tells us that there is no way her large foot would fit into the slipper, but we also see her foot being too big for the slipper. It's a stationary shot of her foot halfway in the slipper. It, it is actually animated. Her foot goes in and out of it, but nothing else moves. It's, it's incredibly simplistic animation. Her foot just goes in, out, in, out, in, out. I only remember this because it is literally identical to the animation that happens when the other sister tries on the shoe. The only thing that changes is the color of the dress. The first sister says that she doesn't think anyone can fit it other than the child, which raises some questions. And then the narrator tells us that the second sister had a slimmer foot, but it still wouldn't fit, even though she tried to squeeze it in every way possible. Every way possible is apparently just forward and backwards, which I don't know what else you could do to a shoe. It's the same animation that we literally just got. And then the messengers ask, excuse me, ladies, are there any other ladies in the house? And <laughs> uh, the stepsisters respond sort of angrily that no, and that they don't think that that shoe would fit any lady. And we watch as the camera pans past a doorway, an empty doorway. We can see the hallway beyond it. It's empty. There's nothing there. We can see the wall of the hallway through yeah. the open doors. And we pan to the courtiers and they decide to go. The narrator announces that they'll be going and then announces that as just as they were about to leave, they saw Cinderella. And we pan rapidly back to the doorway, which now has huge barrels in the door, in the hallway behind the open doorway, just big red and blue barrels and Cinderella. And it just, it was so bad. I don't understand why they put them there. It adds nothing to the scene. It doesn't make any logistical sense. I, I would characterize them more as like oversized vases than barrels, sure. Sure. but they are the size of barrels. The point is that they weren't there before. They just, it was the laziest animation. The messengers say, this young lady hasn't tried the shoe on. And Cinderella says, oh, I don't think. And then they say, come, come, every lady must try it on. And the narrator tells us that she came forward shyly and hesitantly to try on the slipper as we see her put on the slipper. And which, which fits on her foot with a little snick sound, by the way. It, it literally clicks into place on her foot. And the narrator tells us it fit perfectly. The narrator also tells us that the stepmother and stepsisters were shocked. No, they're not. They have no expression on their faces. Their eyebrows don't even change shape. They're just smiling and looking straight ahead. And for whatever reason, the sound design chose to have a cymbal crash yep. to accompany this. 
And the stepmother goes, when did she go to the ball? I don't believe this. Will someone get me my smelling salts? Still while smiling. The stepmother is also wearing hot pink right now, BT dubs. She's worn more outfits than anybody else in this. She had purple, and then she went to the ball in a wedding gown, and now she's in hot pink. So the stepmother has more outfits than anybody. I just want to point that out. Why not? And then we get fanfare, and we see the castle, and we see a sunrise, and then we're inside again. And the courtiers are like, we have good news, Prince. We have with us the young lady whose foot perfectly fit the glass slipper. Because once again, the prince did not go with them to look for his bride. The castle is also full of weird, armless Greek statues, by the way. I liked it. I didn't mind it. It was, but it was bizarre. I didn't understand why it was happening. The interior is also like baby blue with white accents. Yes. So the narrator tells us that the prince immediately recognized Cinderella, even though she's not wearing the grand clothes from the ball. And the king and queen were overjoyed that he had chosen such a beautiful prize. Er, wow. Wow. (laughs) Miss Freud, your slip is showing. (laughs) That he had chosen such a beautiful bride. And then the prince says, in a voice as if he had just been kicked in the balls, my darling, I would have recognized you no matter what you were. You have stolen my heart, and I can't wait to make you my princess. It's great. We, we both laughed a lot. Also, the king and queen have the same neutral expression that everybody else has, and they are not worth differentiating. They're just people with white hair. That's how we know they're old. Um, yep. They're not overjoyed. They have neutral face. They're not even looking at Cinderella. Nope, not at all. So then we cut to the wedding. Very quickly. Very, it's a very fast cut. And then a very fast zoom, and she's wearing a white dress with gold trim or something. And the prince puts a wedding ring on her finger and on her first finger, on, like on her pointer finger. It's weird. Maybe they have different traditions in this kingdom. Oh, God, let's hope so. And we're told that Cinderella's family were invited, and we see them, but not the father, just the stepmother and stepsisters. The cartoon has t- forgotten that the father exists. Yeah, would that we could as well, but no. Which brings up the point of, like, why didn't they kill him off in the first place anyway? It would have been one fewer person to animate. I think they needed someone to say, the coach is here. I'm going to pretend he's just their servant, and yeah. he's not her dad. Yeah, we're going to pretend that he's a servant. But we're, we're told that the step family has repented and feel bad for the way that they treated Cinderella, and that Cinderella is so good-hearted that she forgives them, and asks the prince that they be allowed to move into the palace with her yep because she's been so blessed to find such a wonderful husband yep and that all she wants is to see the fairy godmother one more time at which point we the audience cut to just a repeated couple of frames of the fairy godmother floating around in the night sky outside of the manor house Mm -hmm. and then the narrator says Cinderella and her prince lived happily for many years, ruling wisely over their kingdom, and a heart closes in, and blackness follows, and we're finished. The heart starts closing while the narrator is speaking, and it feels almost like the narrator is rushing to finish it before the screen goes black. It was incredibly hasty. It was. We got to the end and just sat a couple of seconds and then went, okay, we got to do this again. Yeah. And then we watched it again. So we open up with the title card saying Cinderella and 
no, I'm not, no, 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 I refuse. I will quit the podcast here and now. Okay, so we're, we're done now. That 12 minutes took 150 hours, but we're finished now. So highs and lows. Oh boy. Okay. My high is, God, this is so hard. My high is the interior of the palace. I thought it was pretty. I, I like the weird statues that they had. It looked like they put some thought into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it for a couple of frames and it didn't offend my eyeballs. My low is literally every single other choice they made. I just like <laughs> literally pick anything. The character design was god awful. The animation was god awful. The zooming. <laughs> was so bad. Lord. The lines. Everything was so bad. I guess, I guess the worst thing for me was when the fairy godmother said, don't ask questions, just do as you're told. Yeah. Because that was such the wrong tone. Yeah. So how about you? Do you have any highs? I think my high is when we are told that Cinderella is overhearing the stepsisters talk about the ball and we do a jump scare zoom onto Cinderella's face. Because that was funny. Either that or the prince saying, bye, darling. Because <laughs> that was great. I loved that. That was funny. My low is the mouse catching scene. <gasps> oh, yikes. You're right. Yeah. I'm so glad you didn't steal it for once. That was, that was really bad. And it was really sort of extra bad for me. I, I didn't like that at all. I hated it extremely. Out of all the things that they chose to animate, I can't believe they spent so much time on that scene. And the zooming is diagonal in it, by the way, for the drama. For the drama of torturing mice. Yep. 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 Okay. What's the next question? What would you change about this movie? (laughs) Other than everything. You got to pick one thing. One thing to change about this movie. I would delete the file. Damn it. (laughs) I would just, however they saved it, I would just erase it. And it would just be gone. And it would it would be very sad because a lot of people worked on it, but no one would ever have to watch it. Yeah. What about you? What would you I would, change? I would change the fact that you have to buy this on Amazon Prime. You can't rent it. So I own this now <laughs> for $2.99. This is a thing that I own. So that's what I would change about this movie. Please support us on Patreon. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Uh, Listeners, don't watch this. We're not even going to ask this question. Don't watch this. This was terrible. No one should watch this. No one should watch this. this. Nope. None. It has zero redeeming qualities. I'm never watching this again. I don't want to watch it again. I didn't want to watch it in the first place. No, neither of us wanted to watch this. I can't believe we watched it twice. Yep. Nope. Uh, I think I resent watching this one twice more than anything that we have watched twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Final grades. It's a D minus. It's just not good at all. There is nothing there that's worth anything. It's just very bad. What about you? I'm torn between a D plus and a C minus because... (laughs) What? Okay, hear me out though. The prince recognizes her in her poor clothes. Okay which I really like. That's the thing that really makes me happy when Cinderella's do. 
Okay. It does have all the plot beats of a Cinderella. I, I did laugh out loud several times. Oh my god. The pacing was reasonable <laughs> if they had just stopped zooming. And there wasn't the stuff that I really hate in Cinderella's are uh, there's an extra villain or there's racism just thrown in out of dad. nowhere. There's, but he's in there for literally less than seven frames. He went to the ball with them without his daughter. But we didn't see him. He didn't. He, we he don't see said, him at the ball, by the way. Yeah, no. So I, I'm, I, yeah, I don't like that. And the mouse scene really, really, really deeply upset me. So. This is not a C movie. You can't. Yeah, no. Okay, D plus. This is a D plus. This is a D. This is a D. I'll give it a D. There you go. Okay, it's a D. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay. Well, it's almost midnight, so thanks for joining us. If you like this episode because you're a sadist, please leave us a rating or a review. We'd love to hear from you. So follow us at CinderPod on Twitter and Instagram, like our Facebook page, or email us at thecinderellapodcast at gmail.com. If you want bibbidi-bobbidi bonus episodes or to hear us discuss this week's Cinderella, but with more adult questions, language, and beverages, join us in the Ever After Party at patreon.com cinderpod. I have a feeling that this is going to have more swearing than usual. It's going to have a lot of swears, guys. Our intro music is Bad Ideas by Kevin McLeod. You can find him at incompetech.com. So Liv, what are you torturing us with next time? Next week, I am delighted to announce that we will not be watching this. Oh, already yeah. a bonus. Already a bonus. So we're already on a good string. Uh, we will be watching, on another good note, the last of the Cinderella story saga. Christmas. No, we watched Christmas. Already. Starstruck. We're watching Cinderella story Starstruck, which is the last one. Which means that next week, we will not only not be watching this, but we will never have to watch another Cinderella story movie until Once they make finish, more which takes them at least a year the shortest time that has been between those is a year so we're safe for at least a year that's wonderful news yeah i'm thrilled so i think next week is going to be awesome because it wasn't this and it will be the last it's like finishing a marathon well until then we hope you have a happily ever after